Match day 27 in the books. Man City and Arsenal both scoring impressive victories at the weekend. The race for the top four heats up as Man U drop points at home against Southampton as another massive red card for Casemiro is issued. Meanwhile, Newcastle, Tottenham, even, dare I say, Chelsea looking to go for the top four as Liverpool also drop points. Cover everything from match day 27 along with the midweek action. This is the Premiership Rizzo Podcast. Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! Back, Fuchs. And the ball in behind Damian Bunny! You are an ostrich. Well, your head must be in the sand. Is your head in the sand? Can you, are you flexible enough to get your head in the sand? Now the fans are shouting every week, Louis van Gaal's army! Louis van Gaal's army! Feet after a fabulous start, the game just got away from you there. I have nothing, nothing to say. Nothing to say about the game at all. All right, lads, we've got a second half of the season table charge. Bootleggers doesn't seem like he'd be a man, you guy. No, he just wrecks them. I know, but I mean, if you had to pick a Premier League team. Uh, he'd probably be a Liverpool kind of guy, if I had yeah, to guess. It feels, like all, it feels like all UK people outside of England oh, yeah. are like Liverpool people. It's oh, very yeah. odd. <laughs> big, but. big Liverpool... Big Manchester United, well, he, it's got to be said. But um, Well, I tell you what, if he's a big Liverpool fan, he'd be disappointed with this week's result, Sam. Because this week's result was terrible. Yeah, well, we saw it coming, didn't we? I mean... Somewhat. It's... One of us had to pick at least a draw. Yes. One of us, we covered our ground. We knew that there's a good chance that when Liverpool surprise you, they're bound to disappoint you too. This is this is a Liverpool experience in 2023. You beat your biggest rivals seven nil, only to lose to Bournemouth in a in a one nil depressing loss. It just had to be that way. Let's get into it right away. I was just surprised how much early possession Bournemouth had, honestly. Yeah, they were that up was, for it. That was what was alarming. It's <laughs> <laughs> Bournemouth that hold the ball. That probably shouldn't happen. Uh, created a good couple chances. Um, I forget who took the first one, but it, it was honestly a really good chance. Went to waste a bit with this. It was virtually side netting. Yeah, um, that was Dango. Or, yeah, Dango. or as some people call him, Montanara. Yeah, imagine calling him by that name. Are you kidding me? What a jabroni. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Van Dyke had a had her cleared off the line early on too. Yeah, no, and the uh, Liverpool actually scored on a nice passing sequence, but their offside Liverpool's passing today was actually really solid at times. Um, it's more so kind of getting the shot. Um, just wasn't really there, but Liverpool didn't have to worry so much about 
Bournemouth's defense as they had to worry about their own because there were holes. Well, there was a lot of counterattack chances for Bournemouth. That's what Bournemouth loved to do. They loved to hit on the counterattack. They they don't need a lot of the ball. Just a little will do. Get a couple of chances. They actually got a lot more of the ball than than you would have expected in this game like you were talking about. I mean, it was a pretty good start of the match from a Bournemouth perspective. And Bournemouth, even defensively, were like super tight to the ball. And I mean, part of that was Liverpool was able to, you know, have better passing as a result. But, I mean, so impressive out of Bournemouth. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, over the top ball, the Dango, who's just dust everyone and is somehow played on uh slides it to the middle who goes to phil bill unmarked one nil barely scored it like hit off his calf let me ask you this phil bill to liverpool 70 million oh. pounds who says no oh liverpool liverpool need midfielders liverpool say no because they can't afford a <laughs> 70 mil unless you convince them that he's a star then they say okay well we can shell out for a star liverpool the type of club to pay 70 mil for phil billing and then say they can't afford Genie jude billing <laughs> well they're getting jude Bellingham. apparently everyone's convinced of it yes but, and they'll i'll sure shit need him if they keep playing like this um yeah <laughs> yeah, I thought Big Big Dom Solanke even had a good chance, but like just a terrible first touch. And Dango dropped an absolute dime to him. Yes. Yes, some good chances there. Van Dyke had another chance before halftime set from piece. a set piece. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's just been off his game. Getting some free headers, you got to score those. Goes into halftime. One, nil. Second half. Some more, more so action in the Bournemouth and Liverpool attacking, trying to get the equalizer. Um, Neto coming up with a good save on Diego Jota after Solanke gave the ball away. And then big moment for Liverpool, their chance to get back into the game. Handball, Adam Smith, close range. Mo Salah steps up. And he shanks it. He shanks it. He yeah, absolutely it. shanks it. Preemptively saying no problem was one of the funniest yes, things I've ever heard in my life. It was so good. <laughs> no problem. There's a massive problem. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny because it was so bad. Like, oh man, yeah. he probably just like cringed so hard. Yeah. No There's... problem for Neto. Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> he should have transitioned it better. Um, uh, and... Yeah, I thought... Liverpool, even in this half, are still really open to the counter. Even when in possession, I just... Mm -hmm. There's nothing to feel good about. Salah has played better, I guess, uh, of late, but still not. Not playing like he did last year. Yeah, this team is just... I don't know. They, they've got a lot of holes defensively. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold was poor shell of himself shell of himself the midfield was pretty dire to be honest they could um, use eric dire in midfield that's how bad they're they really could and it just felt after they missed the penalty that there's no way there's <laughs> no way they almost had like a weird scramble for a goal but it wasn't even really that close yeah um and the gakbo had a chance at the very end that he just blasted high and wide yep big 
three points for Bournemouth. Mm -hmm. Massive. They pull themselves out from the bottom. Can they do it? The great escape? It's just so, so. There's so many teams at the bottom. It's so hard to say right now. People are like getting, and we'll get into it with the Southampton game. People are getting demoralized because they lost at home to Brentford. It's like, okay. I, I mean, you're two points off of 16th still. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. You just have to, you know, Sam says, remain calm and carry on or whatever that. Uh, Keep calm and carry on. Uh, yeah, the 2016 yeah. called. They wanted their uh, yeah, posters back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell you what, who kept calm? Sean Dyche, the club of the future. Let's get to a proper. Proper scouser team. Proper right. Brexit ball. Everton versus Brentford. I said it couldn't be done. But Sean Dyche once again proves me wrong. Yeah. Everton. Everton might be. We might have like the worst feel for them right now of like any team. Yeah. I mean. It's very, it's, they're very up and down. They'll play well and you just don't know when they're going to actually like excel and like attack. It's very hard to determine. Brentford. You, you could feel like you knew when Burnley would play that way. They're just matchups, but we got to feel out yeah. for Sean Dyche's Everton still. Especially Brentford coming into this one red Man hot. lost in 13 games. <laughs> red hot Brentford. Only to be absolutely doused by Lamp Dwight Aston. McNeil within the first minute of the seconds. game. <laughs> uh, nice little hoof ball up the proper yes. Sean Dyche way. Nice shot Absolute across goal from last. McNeil. Just that was like a million times better than anything he produced for Super Fat Frank. Truly um, it was. But Everton on the front foot early. Onana had another chance. He skied on an open net. That was pretty brutal. Um, Brentford kind of really, really slow to get into this. Mm -hmm. And uh, they that's the thing we probably should have anticipated about uh, Everton in this one is that Brentford aren't going to get their you know set piece plays and long throws and stuff like that. It's going to be significantly reduced just because Everton's a center back pairing, but and defense in general are it's kind of their strength. But yeah, you know the way that Brentford's going, you can't. It's hard to bet against them right now. Yeah. Uh, Tony with their first real good chance, but poor header off a good delivery. That was very odd. The like flick to the far post when it looked mm -hmm. like he just had headed straight ahead. Yeah, that um, was a good chance. Yeah, and then Everton kind of holding their own, uh, winning the ball in midfield quite a bit, which I did not expect. It, their midfield hasn't it's had moments this year where it's looked well, especially uh, Iwobi and your guy Onana, but. Um, Hasn't been so hot lately, but this game looked pretty well, and they they were really able to transition quickly. Yeah, they did do well. Had some had a couple chances. Damari Gray shot saved at the near post, and then Iwobi had a chance saved by by Raya. Really putting the pressure on. They got a second goal before halftime, but ruled out for a handball. Uh, I thought it was uh, soft. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, it, it it was. Let's be honest, it was. We uh, can't let Everton 
run a muck and get three no wins out here. That's why Onana had to shank and they had to reverse the uh, <laughs> yeah. had to reverse the gray goal. Also, gray scoring. They can't have Sam get this confidence that he knows about Everton football. Yeah, they can't can't have Megan any any vindication. That's for sure. It's just like how the Premier League made Ollie Watkins shank that goal last week. Yes. On the one-on-one. They can't let me get too Hank is becoming too strong. (laughs) His brain is too big. Halftime 1-0, second half. Pinnock with a huge chance. Uh, Zeverton are fairly lucky not to concede on that. That was one that we've seen him kind of, you know. Great clearance from Dwight McNeil on that one. Coming up clutch at both ends of the pitch. It's pretty quiet second half. Was uh was Everton trying to like kind of suck the life out of the game, and Brentford didn't really have much edge going forward in attack. What do you think of the the Shada guy that Brentford are playing right now? I think he's he's decent. I think he's I think he's something that Brentford need is more of a creative player going forward, but they weren't really able to get much going surprisingly i i don't know it just kind of looked like it wasn't their day in attack yeah i think uh, everton did a good job kind of bottling them up but the kind of midfield presence slash the bumo creativity was not not there in this game yeah well, um, they had a lot of the ball but weren't able to really create many chances towards the end of the game yeah, they had the David Raya header at the death. Yeah. <laughs> that was one but, of their better chances, actually. Yeah. To no avail, Everton, three points secured. Massive win for Sean Dyche. As I look at this old gif of him at Burnley, with yes. snow coming down on his head. Yes, yes. Miles. Let the Sean Dyche flow through you. Let the hoofball flow <laughs> through you. Ah. Uh, uh, Proper football is back a, on the menu. What a random game to lose on your streak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what an odd, odd one. I feel like Goodison has that kind of effect, though. Is like, If it's hopping, it's it's way harder to play than, than most people would. Uh... Do we need to go through our underrated stadiums, our underrated home field advantages? All right, let's hear it. <laughs> let's hear it. Number 10. Number 10. The Amex. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget the first day that uh, Brighton was up and they did like a special on the Amex. They were like, oh, it's so wonderful. That was great. Yeah. It was like, what? This looks like the most generic English stadium that there is. And guess what it is? Speaking of Brighton, they played, they played Leeds this week. Mm. And I was truly surprised by this result. Yeah. Because I didn't think Leeds had it in them. <laughs> they didn't play that well, but I didn't think they had even that much in them. Yeah, the way I've been talking about Leeds, you would think that they weren't going to get another point the rest of the season. Well, they almost didn't. So they almost they didn't. Gracia. But, but you know <laughs> but what? They did with like 14 games left. <laughs> they, um, it, it was. Kind of as you would expect to start the game, Leeds allowing Brighton time on the ball. They were just kind of sitting back, not really pressing that much. Brighton was trying to lure Leeds into into pressing and then breaking forward. 
and they had some decent possession, but not a whole lot of chances. Luke Ayling had a chance, but Matoma put in a nice defensive effort to just put him off a bit so he couldn't really get the, the shot off. And then the opening goal, Adam Webster playing the ball up to Gross, crosses to Matoma, aka Dr. Dribbles, heads across to McAllister for the tap, and even he can't miss that one. 1-0, one no. Brighton get their goal. Yeah. Yeah, Brighton looking good in attack on this one, but as the half went on, Leeds kind of getting their, their way back into a goal. Not fully out of nothing, but, you know, uh, Brighton were still more of the team in control. Mm-hmm. Old possession, but Leeds get it. It's Sam's guy, Pat Bamford. I always believed in him. <laughs> Sam was happening that he may never score again, Hank Meme, but here he is, he finally scores. And not to mention, Jack Harrison on the assist. Where have you been? Yes, welcome welcome to the season, Jack Harrison and Patrick Bamford. Hey, Jack Harrison had a hot three first games, and after <laughs> that it was over. Yeah, that's true. Big deflection on the shot, goes barred down, leads, draw level. Another chance just a couple minutes later for Pat Bamford. But he puts it side netting. Goes in halftime. 1-1. One, one. Second half. Couple chances for Brendan Aronson. First shot saved. Or first shot goes over. Second shot saved by Steele. A.K.A. Lloyd Christmas. On the full stretch. Kind of a weird one. It was a really hey. slow roller. But yeah, needed a save. Yeah, and then we get... Then we get the special. Get a little Solly March action. Little, Solly March show. Solly marching on together. I see what you did there. Hell yeah, man. Um, 61st minute, Brighton get a very crap goal. Uh, Matoma rolls across the box, and Harrison just kind of bundles into it. Solly March putting the pressure on. Yeah. Ends up going off of Jack Harrison for the own goal. 2-1. Brighton take the lead. Yeah, I'm what are you gonna do? When Solly March is there, you just have to score on yourself. You don't you don't wanna have to You know it's coming. Put up a fight. Yeah. Couple good chances for Brighton to add a third. First Solly March hitting the volley into the ground towards goal, saved by Melier, and then huge chance for Danny Webeck after a nice weaving run into the box, but mm -hmm. couldn't get the finish right. And it proves to be costly because just a few minutes later, Jack Harrison scores with a beautiful curling shot after coming inside from the short corner. That's a big point for Leeds. Yeah. One they didn't really deserve, if I'm <laughs> being honest. Yeah, I mean they they got two goals kind of out of nothing. I mean they they haven't looked all that sharp in a while. Um, I mean Tyler Adams is good, but when Tyler Adams has been your best player like all year, bar none, no one's even really that close. Pretty tough. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, getting production out of Harrison. I mean, if you get him to play the way he's playing like in the first few weeks this year, I mean, 
you do have a chance, but if you get anything out of Pat Bamford, we've mentioned this team just needs a striker. They're they're playing fine and hanging around kind of like where Crystal Palace was in terms of like 12th, 13th with Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. So they just need anything up front. But Yeah, they need goals. Easier said than done. Easier said than done. From a brain perspective, disappointing draw feels like a loss after being in control for much of the game. Could have had that third goal from Danny Welbeck. But... Yeah, I mean, if they would have won, they would have been in sixth, tied mm. for fifth. Yeah. Four points off Tottenham with two games in hand. Big couple of points dropped. Absolutely. On to Moving the next on. game. Leicester versus Chelsea. Oh, yes. Welcome oh, to the Kai Havertz oh, show, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he's unlocked. Oh, oh he's unlocked. Now the How season begins. It? Yes. <laughs> Talk about welcome to the season. Um, yeah, I mean, both teams kind of feeling each other out early. Kind of slow possession. But then Chelsea off a Kula Bali cross. You let him kind of loop <laughs> around and just cross a ball in for no reason. I had to double take on that. I was like, what? Yeah. What is this? <laughs> ben Chilwell, bar post. I thought that it wasn't even that great of a shot, but Ward was not able to save it. And then yeah. just Ben Chilwell, Selly. The mugging off the of the Leicester fans. Leicester fans. The disrespect. Oof. You Oof. hate to see it. <laughs> just right in their face. Uh, and this, I've been saying this for how long, but last week I, I had to say it. And now I'm going to say it again. Sam, where are Leicester City's wide defenders? Do they not play with fullbacks or anyone wide? They just play with a bunch of center backs and like midfielders. That's all they got out there. Yeah, rocking the the three four three with uh, Ricardo Pereira and Castagne. Big chance for Ricardo Pereira to be sent off in this one. I know you were. Yeah. Looking yeah, it was. I, I was pretty surprised that it uh, wasn't at least reviewed a little more. You know. But what I mean, what VAR VAR is worthless at this point. These refs, yes, across the league, might as well. They're gonna have to have like a serious reform with these refs uh, mm-hmm. and VAR in the off season. It's just pathetic. Yeah. Um, Madison, big free kick chance should have been headed in by Marte and literally can score from I don't know a foot out. Yeah. Just needed to get to literally anything on it. Well, he got something on it. Oh yeah, he put, he it, put it wide. Put it wide, yeah. <laughs> um, Kai Havertz dime to Joao Felix, who hits the post. Could have played it straight across the Mudrick. Very odd choice. And the Dewsbury Hall with a blast off the post is very, very attack-minded game. Mm-hmm. Leicester kind of been in these very open games lately. It's they're just going for it now. Uh, Chelsea score, but Joao Felix is offside in the build-up. Uh, Lester kind of pinned Chelsea in and then really out of nothing, get a banger. 1-1, Daka um, with a goal. Yeah, poor giveaway from Joao Felix on that one, leading to yeah, the goal. Yeah, tips over. Just, just tips over. Can't pass the ball, can't clear it. That's, that's my problem with Joao Felix so far. He's very selfish. And ball, ball hog. He just needs to pass. Yep. He's got a lot of talent, but... Couldn't, couldn't agree more. And and like you were saying earlier, had that chance for the chip and hit off the post when he could have just made the easy play, pass across to Mudrik, 
He was trying to make Mudrick agent 007. Zero goals, zero assists, seven games. The Jaden Sancho special. <laughs> hey, that's also the Eric Tenhock special to you. <laughs> um, Madison Daka kind of continued the onslaught of shots, but Kepa coming up big. I always find it weird that Chelsea's like focusing so much on like a new keeper this year, and it's like, I mean, Kepa's, I think, been one of the better keepers this year. He's played perfectly fine, I think. Yeah, he's been much better after coming I mean, like, back into you the just, team. You just take the young guy you just signed from MLS and maybe keep him as like a backup and you let Ed Mendy go. And, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Chelsea grabbed the goal before half. Enzo with a dime to Kai Havertz with a lovely chip. If people, I saw Leicester fans complaining about Ward on this. One-on-one -on -one with Kai Havertz. from He's like maybe two feet away from you. He can do whatever he wants to get the ball around you. You're going to complain that Ward didn't save that? I I just found it curious that you skipped over the clear handball um, that wasn't called on Fafana where don't he recall. elbowed the ball from a don't, free kick and nothing recall. was given. Yeah, I don't think that there was uh, a handball. I don't think anyone uh, talked about this. No one saw it. <laughs> no one saw it. Well, clearly the refs didn't. You know, if Lester's getting away with the red card tackles out here, Chelsea can get away with a handball. That's fair. That's fair. Goes in halftime 2-1. Fafana comes out. Bullet header. Saved by Ward. I think Ward, even though he's not good, is like completely gets blamed by Leicester fans like a bit too much at this point. Like your defense sucks too, anyways. Yeah, he gets hung out to dry quite a bit. Uh, Leicester still looking pretty solid in attack. Have a shot cleared off the line. They had some mad kind of scrambles mm -hmm. uh, in this one, but uh, Ward with a huge save on Kai Havertz from the corner. Chelsea really. Looking for quick passing to add that third goal in this one. and Your guy, Dewsbury Hall, oh. with a massive chance for Leicester. Just absolute shank. Oh, scuffs it on the open net. Golden opportunity. Dewsbury Hall, come on, brother. Uh, how about Mudrick scoring? Goes full knee slide on the celebration. Mm -hmm. only to realize about two minutes later that he was offside. I thought that was just fantastic. It was so good. It was so good because it was overturned like any ran to the corner for the ref that called him off. Full knee slide. Like, he had to have seen that ref. <laughs> he it's was too amazing. hyped. He was too hyped. Um, but he doesn't fulfill the prophecy of being Agent 007 2.0. As Havertz is played in behind, crosses it for Mudrik, who has a headed pass back to Kovacic for an absolute banger. That finish by Kovacic. Oof. Very nice. Oof. Um, Chelsea see it out. 3-1. Any thoughts on what we're seeing from Chelsea right now? Voodfoss getting a second yellow card just for the lulls. I didn't even care to mention that. I refuse to talk about Voodfoss right now. It makes me sad. I felt like he'd be pretty decent, and he's uh, kind of looking more poop as the time goes on. <laughs> he's a bit of uh, meme tier, if I do say so myself. <laughs> he's, he's a mid-table David Luiz. Yeah, pretty much. Dollar Store <laughs> Dave. 
Um, yeah, I thought he could have been sent off for that one just for a straight red. But, yeah, Chelsea, I mean, it's good they're scoring goals at least. Yeah. They still look like they've got some issues in defense. Yeah, it doesn't look great. I think, honestly, I feel like the defense looks uh, fine to me. Obviously, you don't have Thiago Solo, so there's going to be a massive drop-off yeah. there. But I think Fofana's been playing well. Koulibaly finally is looking like he's adapted to the Premier League somewhat. So the rumors of him leaving in the summer might pump the brakes on that. I was thinking he probably would, but since he's playing better, who knows? I think the... The main revelation right now is Kukure is actually like doing stuff. He's actually passing the ball forward. He's actually running around to press. He's he's looking a whole lot better. But um, all I'll say was that three wins out of four now, Sam, with Mason Mount out. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Does does he deserve three hundred k a week? I don't know. Does he? Deserve I don't know. To I mean, be... no. Does he deserve <laughs> no. to be called up to the England squad? Absolutely not. But does he? Absolutely. Yeah. Chelsea have a big decision. And who has a bigger decision is Liverpool when they spend 50 mil on Mount and 70 mil on Phil Bill. Yeah. Scenes on Phil Bill <laughs> cost more than Mason. <laughs> Dude, let's go. I mean, he's, he's in better form, that's for sure. Yes. All right. Speaking of better form, moving Nottingham on. Forest on the road is not in better form. Yes, to the team that is absolutely horrible on the road. We're talking Tottenham versus Nottingham Forest in probably the most boring game of the week. But starting it off with some absolute fire from the man who just can't stop scoring. Richarlison. Richarlison. What yeah, a well, fantastic goal. Long ball up from Harry Skip. Oh, but once Harry again. Harry Skip? Ollie Skip? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was thinking of Harry Winks. Ollie Skip. It looks like a Harry, to be fair. Ollie Skip. But what happens? Once again, Richarlison. Richard, I can't say Richarlison now. Richie. Richie Arlison scoring a goal that is offside. I feel like that's happened like 10 times this season. He had one in the Premier League and one in the Champions League. I know that. Well, anyways, it's hilarious every time it happens. Tottenham early on, very much in the driver's seat. Get the first goal. Harry Kane scoring from a nice header after a nice cross from Porro. Uh, Pedro Porro kind of finding his own now. He had an absolute terrible <laughs> debut, and now he's like at yes. least tolerable. Yes. He did the speed run of the Emerson Royale. <laughs> Instead of being crap for a whole season, he was crap for one game. Uh, Tottenham win a penalty after Worrell goes into a challenge late on Richarlison in the box. Kane steps up, scores that for the early brace. Goes into halftime, 2-0. Second half. Chance for Brennan Johnson. Test Frazier, Forster at the near post. Pretty comfortably saved. And then just after can't that... can't believe you just breezed past the fact that guy Jay Lynx was subbed off at halftime. Well, <laughs> he did nothing. <laughs> Forgot he was even playing, to be fair. I only remembered because Emmanuel Dennis came on. And I was like, oh, this guy... 
Ooh, two two players who are not very good this season. <laughs> yep. Son goes you guys down. Oh, he's back. He's back. Goes down. Continues his goal scoring form against teams that are completely out of the game. Great space. Gets the shot. Nice control to bring it down. To make Tony, it. Am I right? Three nil. Um, chance for for Aria from corner. Fraser Forster makes a nice save, and then another save on Emmanuel Dennis. Good chance for yeah. Sun to score his uh, 100th Premier League goal. Saved by Kaylor Navas fairly easily. Joe Worrell had a chance. that Tottenham have Frazier Forrester and Nottingham Forest have Kaylor Navas? It is pretty funny. <laughs> Frazier Forrester has been pretty good, actually, for some reason. I know. Well, he, he wasn't that bad on Southampton last year, like, for stretches. And then he falls yeah. off a cliff, and it's like, ooh. Yeah. It's pretty much like the Shea Adams of uh, goalkeepers. Joe, never forget they used to be almost elite, not almost. elite, but an upper upper echelon. When Southampton were good, Joe Worrell pulls one back for Forrest from the corner after a nice flick on by Felipe. Looks like a consolation. Forrest do get a late penalty after a mm -hmm. handball from Kulishevsky after a review. And who steps up to take it? None other. On Trey. Then Andre IU, why is this man in the league? Why is he taking your penalties? It's a terrible what? penalty. Easily saved. Ah, of course it was. Frazier Forrester. Steve Cooper did that so then he could uh, go to Tottenham in the summer. He's like, look, I was nice to you. I gave you three points. I'm trying to help you guys get in the Champions League so when I take over next year, we're good to go. That is some 4D chess from Mr. Steve Cooper. Mm -hmm. Easy win for Tottenham. Not much to say. Fours suck on the road. What's new? Yep. That's about it. But you know what? Tottenham did their business, at least. I think I think top five thing for the Premier League right now is Antonio Conte in press conferences. Because he's just whining till I get fired. He wants that payout, man. I mean, can you blame him? Maybe, maybe I am uh, not the, up to the standards of uh, of uh, the club and the and the fans and the owner. Maybe I am not the good enough. I tried to teach you to win. Maybe uh, I am not up to the standards of the seventh place team. Maybe I am not uh, uh, have real hair. That's true. That's hundred percent true. That guy's a, a, a whole head of hair fraud. <laughs> Whatever that comes down to, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's hard to have hair and be a fraud, but he is literally a fraud with hair. He's a trailblazer in the... <laughs> fraud industry. <laughs> the fraud of full heads of hair. That's for sure. Speaking of frauds... Patrick Vieira. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Hey, they're both bald. I didn't know which one you're talking about. That's true. Vieira looking the more fraudulent. Vieira has a little peach fuzz on his head. Just a little bit. He's kind of got the Sean Dyche style going. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, Vieira is looking uh, so fraudulent that even normies are kind of like, oh, maybe they should look at someone else. <laughs> 
he is on the hot seat. That is for sure. This one kicks off. Man City. Doing what they do. They're pouring it on. Pouring it on. Who would have expected anything differently? Me. Yes, exactly. Hank. Hank believes in Jordan Ayu and Crystal Palace. No, just Guaita. Yes. Just Guaita to eat saves. <laughs> he's farming saves. I wonder if he's like popping off in Fantasy Premier League right now. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. They concede every game, though. Yeah, it doesn't help like, if you so don't get the clean not. sheets. He'll, he'll, if he gets a clean sheet, he gets like 16 points. Otherwise, he ends up with like three. Ends up with three, two goals conceded, but like five saves. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, some early early chances for City right off the bat. Rodri with a pair. Diaz. And then big chance for Jack Grealish outside the box. Comes up close. Just misses. Uh, what are your thoughts on I this? I love that. I love that Pep is really pushing for Grealish to like go through the middle of the field now. I like that. Mm-hmm. Play a little Actually more... utilizing him, and it's almost like in case De Bruyne is hurt or something, that's like their backup plan. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Play a little more of that De Bruyne type role. Mm -hmm. A little 100%. more creator and a little less of a winger. Mm -hmm. But yeah, all the possession for City. Uh, Palace really couldn't link up like at all. Holland with probably the best chance of the game with an absolute shank on the tap-in. Mm -hmm. um, Palace weren't pinned in the entire half I guess is all you can really say is towards then they're holding the ball for a little bit and kind of getting some throw-ins in Man City's half I don't I mean they can't even register a shot crying out loud Sam yeah three games in a row without a shot on target was that three before this or three including this I think it was including this one okay just and I mean, rough. it's not even like it's, yeah, clearly it's like not even, it's just like, oh, they don't have a nine, so they can't score. Like, they don't have people creating shots right now either for SA or Olise doing anything. These teams are taking those guys away. And Wilf is, Wilf, I think he got, I think he got the Saudi money already. Yeah. I think he did. The I check is cleared. It. It, it's, yeah, it's in the bank account. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, Palace. It's like, they don't really counterattack that well this season. I don't know. I feel like early on they had like moments where they did, where they'd win the ball and kind of press. But maybe yeah. it was just last year was so easy with Gallagher because Gallagher just like runs. Yeah, he just gets he just runs. No matter what he's doing, he's always sprinting. Exactly. Um, second half, big ch uh, free kick chance for Man City is saved. Um, then Alvarez, I don't know what to make of him. Like sometimes he looks really good, and then sometimes he's like, he's like a very, very poor man's Gabby Jesus at times. Yeah, uh, I, he had a great, I, I, a great I, turn and a bad shank in this one. Right, it seems like he does everything well up to the finish, and I mean he scored some goals, but not to mention he he popped off like really early on and then kind of faded yeah. so that and that's exactly what Gabby Jesus did at uh, city in his time there 
But it's also like, is he scoring important goals? To me, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. I guess important relative to like certain games that he's in, yeah, but are the games like super important? Like a game might be like 1-0 and then he'll score. And it's like, oh, well, that's kind of done and dusted sitting here blowing a two-goal lead, but he does yeah. have one, a, a couple where it's like it's 5-1 to one and he makes it 6-1. It's like, all right. Yeah. Big big ups. That's what I think <laughs> of when I start. think of him. It's just kind of like garbage time goal scorer. To be fair, he doesn't get a full run in the starting team all the time. And Yeah, for sure. But then again, it's like, why doesn't he? It's because he's not as good as Foden. He's not as good as Grealish. He's not as good as Holland and stuff. So that's what it is. Uh, short corner leads to a penalty. Um, just dumb. Just dumb. Yeah, exactly. Just that... Was it Gindawan who drew it? His like back was kind of towards the net, like nothing was even going on. Yeah, I, I think so. Elise coming in, just kind of a, a a really stupid challenge, just shuts off mentally for a second, gives away that penalty. Can't make those mistakes. And Holland, I know I'm gonna jinx it when I say it now, but it feels like Holland never misses penalties. Well, he didn't miss this one. Much to the chagrin of Sam, Erling Holland steps up and slots. Um, has another chance later on where they headed high. Mm -hmm. He's kind of just a bit out of form right now. Not really clicking for him. Yeah. And Palace in the last 10 minutes shows some pressure, but nothing amazing. And it's not even like City were like really good defensively in that last portion. I didn't feel like. Yeah, it was always going to be tough. After giving up the goal, they did so well to hang on. And then you have that one moment where you give away the penalty, and it's like, oh man, it was all for naught. Especially the the terrible attacking form that Crystal Palace has been in lately. Trying they to get well one back, back lately. Like Connor Wickham. Connor Wickham. <laughs> Is Palace the next Bruce team Blood to Murray. buy by, uh, Neil Maupai? <laughs> then they'd go down and that'd make me sad, so hopefully not. I could see it happening. Well, I could too. That's what's sad. City, get the three points. Grind it out. Honestly, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive to see it out. Things weren't really going your way. It's what, those are the kind of wins that like Liverpool got last year. A lot. Yeah. Just like, out of nothing, somehow still make it happen. Even though you're out, you might be out playing them, but it's just not still going your way yet. You still get the win. Yeah, you got to right. really grind some teams into the ground. All right, let's get to the game that I called spot on, and Sam acted like it was obscene when I predicted it. Which I also did call the Man City game, but this one. Arsenal, Fulham. Sam, did you? So you got a Tomiyasu kit? Yes, and I, I have first. Time. I, I was gonna say you. I get. Well, maybe that's why you didn't get a Super Leo kit. Yes, I can't. If you I bought me a, an Arsenal kit for my birthday, I would wear it if it was a Trossard one. I believe that. I'd rock it, and if I got you a Connor Gallagher Chelsea kit. <laughs> For your birthday. The the tan one, of course. Dude, I was about to say the creamsicle. <laughs> yes. I'd wear it. <laughs> that 
Oh. Yeah, this one, I I don't know. I just had a bad feeling about Fulham coming into this one. Their midfield does not look that great. Uh, especially relying on these guys that I don't I don't know nor trust guys like Sasa Lukic. Yeah, going from Jao Polina to Lukic, who hasn't really been in the team too much since coming in. You got Mitrovic up front, who's benching Carlos Vinicius. I'm supposed to believe you're trying to win. Okay. I also thought it was interesting um, Tosin coming in for Isidiop. Yeah, Cenk Tosin. I don't know if he's fit to wear the badge for Fulham. Yeah. No, I mean, Diop's actually been all right for them. You know, we yeah. not really clowned on him when he was at West Ham, but we weren't we weren't fans. We're not fans of uh, Issa Diop, but a little better this year at Fulham. Yeah, I think he's, he's not bad in a team that can just kind of sit back and be organized. The first one was... Which Gabriel? I I don't even remember. Like blocked this game from my memory. First, like, first one was fantastic performance. Was center back Gabriel? Okay. From the corner kick. Assist from Leo Trossard. First you think three. When Arsenal forecast their season and like goal outputs, do you think they just tally Gabriel down for like three corner goals a year, and they're like all away? Yeah, I mean, you have to. He's he's a deadly weapon. I was thinking lately, like, man, we haven't scored from a corner for a while. Usually we'll get Gabriel scoring from one of those. Bad the crazy games. thing, people, Sam was thinking that moments before Gabriel scored. That's how much of a genius Exactly. Not long before they add a second. Uh, Martinelli with the header. Another assist from Leo Trossard. Just putting that one on a dime. Very strange defending. <laughs> It, it must be said from Anthony Robinson, who just decided that he wasn't going to contest the header at all. Um, he was checking his phone. Uh, his agent got him a ticket to Milan. Yes, yes. The Danny Rose special. Uh, Arsenal were really just hurting Fulham on the wings. This was some of Arsenal's best play all season. Yeah, they were... Really good performance. Top notch. Uh, they had some chances before halftime. There's the one right before half for the, the third. Yeah. Um, yeah, Martine yeah, Martinelli had the shot just before halftime. Saved coming up. And then... Yeah, they had that the third goal... Just before halftime, in in added time, Odegaard scores with a, with a just beautiful shot. I mean, he rifled mm -hmm. that bad boy. Another assist for Trossard to complete the hat trick of assists in the first half. Beautiful. You think it's crazy that uh, people are penciling if Arsenal win the league that they're penciling in Saka for Player of the Year? I don't know if Arsenal could have a player of the year. Their team is just so damn good. It's very it's much so well rounded. Effort. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he could. I think it just has to be Holland by default, but but that's another conversation for another day. I think I, can, I, I think in terms of like Like how, the guys are quality enough. It's just a matter they're so loaded that it's like it's, it's like, like picking a MVP from like the Warriors when they had like Durant, Curry, Clay and 
those guys for basketball. It's like, can you really? It's, it's just so weird to think of Holland. Like, you think of this guy who scores so many goals, but, like, in the regular yeah. run of play, he's not involved, like, at all. With yeah. Arsenal, so much of the play goes through Saka, and he's he's been really clutch this season, too, coming up with some big plays and big goals and key moments. What, Sam. Holland may not touch the ball much, but he scores goals, and goals win games. Goals get points. Yeah. Goals get you money. Yeah. That's true. Second half, I thought Fulham played a bit better in the second half. Arsenal, yeah, I think, kind of Arsenal kind of just sitting back. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Mitrovic having a couple chances, and they took the know. foot off the off the gas pedal. But yeah, when you're up three 0 you do that. Unless you know they're just lucky. They're kind of your lucky stars. Man or Solomon wasn't cutting in on his foot. I was right foot to hit a banger on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that one ends 3-0. Solid victory for Arsenal. Fulham, disappointing performance. One of the worst, I would say, this season for them. I'd say probably the worst. I don't remember them playing that bad at all this year. That was absolutely brutal. Yeah, just got absolutely walked all over, especially at home. I think we have to talk about the fact that goal machine... An assist machine, goal output machine, we'll put it like that. Reese Nelson held to no goal or assist this game coming on in the last 20 minutes. It's really hurting his goals and assists per 90. That was at like yeah. five. That's insane. It's better than everyone. Yeah. Player much. of the year right there, Reese Nelson. Yep. Advanced stats tell me so. Mm-hmm. Moving on. The one team of the teams pushing for top four that dropped points this week. Well, I guess Brighton technically dropped points too. And Fulham, I guess, if you want to throw that. <laughs> but, you, know, you know, maybe, yeah, all, the, maybe all the teams. No, Liverpool did not. Oh, wait, yes, they did. Maybe Tottenham and Chelsea. It was Tottenham and Chelsea's week. It's all coming back to the old boys, Tottenham and Chelsea. Yeah. Boring old Tottenham uh, and Chelsea. Man you Southampton to the game. Um really slow. Really slow. Who could have seen it? Who could have seen it coming? <laughs> man you dope don't just man you are slowly transitioning into like first half Tottenham where they just don't fucking play. <laughs> it's just they're just so slow. It's like Ten Hogs like just go out there and kinda of stand around and make sure you don't concede. Cause their attack is like not present, like at all. I, when's the last time they scored early? I think the one game where they were gifted a handball mm -hmm. against, uh, was that Palace? That was the game where Casemiro choked out Will Hughes. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, other than that, I don't remember them scoring early. Not to mention, they like to score a lot from the counterattack. And, I mean, how many chances to counterattack against Southampton do you get? Infinite. 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 It's a goaded. Yes. Um, Southampton, speaking of counterattack, could not counterattack well because they couldn't pass, really. Shocker. It um, is a shocker. You know, man, you really working for their shots, but just not really getting a good sight of goal is the main thing. And then we have the moment. Red card. Man, you fans acting like it's not a red card. 
might be one of the funniest things all year. I think the award for most delusional fans goes back to uh, United fans. They have just absolutely lost the plot. Things, it's one of those things where it's clearly a red, and then they see like bad refereeing where there's another clear red, and it's not called. And they're like, oh, but it was called against United. It's like, yeah, okay, so they finally got one right, and it just so happened to be against your team. Like, yeah. that doesn't mean that that was bad refereeing. Bad refereeing was the fact that they missed another one. But I don't know. Exactly. You, you can't even, how you can how dare you make the correct call? Yeah. That, Casemiro, absolutely. Just shambolic going in for that, that challenge. Going right over the ball. Um, I thought the best part was Anthony turning to him afterwards. And he's like... He's probably like, don't worry, bro. We're going to win this. I'm going to score for you. I'm worth 100 mil. I'm going to do some spins for you, bro. (laughs) Let me spin spin real quick. Um, Game kind of opened up a bit. And honestly, there's a lot of good uh, saves in this game. You you just had to jump off the Bazunu bandwagon, and now he's actually playing, like, tolerable. True. Not good, but, like, he's at least serviceable. And then Davide is making... You know, people crap all over De Gea because he'll have, like, one or two stretches where he's just, like, not great. But the the amount of, like, just crazy saves he makes is, like, it makes up for it. Yeah, and it always seems like he's... There's so many times where he's just bailing out United. Yeah, but no one really likes to talk about that. That's, like, the one thing I agree with with United fans. But even some United fans still kind of hate De Gea. Yeah. Goes in halftime. Nil. Nil. Second half. Little action. Yeah, James Lord Prowse. Couple free kick chances. Not able to score him. What are you going to do? That's Southampton's attack right there. Yeah. James Lord Prowse. And uh, what do we call him? Chuck Alcatraz? Chuck. Charlie. <laughs> Chuck Charlie, yes. <laughs> Chuck Charlie's, uh, that might just be his name now. Um, I thought Southampton was putting in a shift on defense, kind of holding the old United at bay, but mm-hmm. kind of look at, they just couldn't spring on the counter this game. Even when United's down to 10 men, it was not great. Um, I think the biggest chance of the game fell for Southampton, though. Theo Walcott, massive chance not taken. Um, and then the last like 10, 15 minutes, Southampton kind of really pinned in. United not really doing much as far as chances go at the very end, but finishes nil-nil. Sellis was saying he his team didn't get enough praise for how well they played. I thought they could have won, honestly. Probably should have won, so I don't think they deserve all that much praise. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't fully take advantage of it, but United were. That uh, was a really bad United game. Even yeah. with, even without, like, not even considering the red card. Mm-hmm. Like it was a bad performance. Yeah, especially at home against Southampton. That's you just got stomped by your big rivals. This this should have been a game where they come out right the wrongs but what do they do they make it worse Casemiro another red card suspended for four games now 
on Casamero. He, he's... He just... Okay, he'll be back to play Chelsea. <laughs> he he gets a red card, gets suspended, comes back, gets another red card, gets suspended. What a legend. Crazy. And then, then you I got... I the best red card of the year would have been Joao Felix, hands down. Getting yeah. a red on your debut. This tops it. I mean, two reds in, in the manner they did. Hilarious. Then you got Eric Ten Hag complaining. Always players. Always hurt. Unavailable. Suspended. Unlike Arsenal, who always has all their players available. Yeah, I don't see anyone on Arsenal going in for uh, challenging people's kneecaps. Going over the ball. <laughs> so, Not to mention that... We don't see Arsenal spending 100 mil on uh, Lispinny, man. Not to mention we've had our striker out for like the past three months, but you know. Hey, Eddie Nketiah has been cold, but he is not has not been three months since his <laughs> last scored. Okay. Bazinga. Awesome sauce. Zabinga. Yeah, I think we're just gonna have to start dropping forced uh, catchphrases on here that uh, no one likes. That's gonna be the bit. Yeah, I think so. Let's get to. It. Let's get to the next game. West Ham Villa. The game where I called mm -hmm. and I didn't feel great about it. West Ham. This is how you know West Ham are down. Won five, won five straight versus Villa coming into this. Yeah, that's a good now, week for you, Hank. Now they're just drawing. I, it was. It was. The only one I was like completely off on was Brentford. I would have bet my life Brentford would have won. Yeah, it's a good thing you drawing. didn't. You'd be <laughs> yeah, dead. I would, I'd be done. <laughs> be checked out. There'd be no podcast. Died to Brent. Died to Everton. Died to Daesh. Died to Daesh. Name of the episode. Died to Daesh. Died to Daesh. Uh, this game, really, I, Villa just scored on their first chance of the game. Yeah. This, Watkins with like a slow hopper. I mean, it was precise. It was upper corner, but it didn't seem like it had that much pace on it. Yeah, and West Ham, it was kind of all West Ham to start up until yeah. the goal. Yeah, Ollie Watkins with the softish he, header. He's trying. He's trying to make my prediction come true. I think it's too little too late, and I blame Stevie G, not him, but mm -hmm. what can you do? Um, Paqueta had a shot cleared off the line, but draws a penalty. Sam's guy, Ben Rama, with the highlight of his match because it's all downhill from there. Slots it home 1-1. Ben Rama, yes. After that goal, kind of felt like Villa kind of more in control, mm -hmm. yet sloppy moments. Just like 36th minute giveaway leading to a long West Ham shot on that. Wasn't super dangerous, but still, it's just that plane out of the back is... It's spooky. Yeah, it's it is spooky. spooky. <laughs> Invites a lot of unnecessary pressure. And it gets a little spicy. But you know what else is spicy? Ollie Watkins has a chance to add a second in the 42nd minute. Mm -hmm. Big save from Alphonse Areola coming up clutch. Villa yeah, and the half world. Right Finishes 1-1 to end the half. Second half. Just an array of chances for Ben Rama that he does absolutely terrible with. Did we talk about Ben Rama not really playing that well in the last podcast? Or is that two podcasts ago? Might have been last episode, yeah. I know it really doesn't help. Ben Rama and Buendia have their moments. 
Yet they're both on Villa and uh, West Ham, and they just really run together. Honestly, just run together. Yeah, I just I feel like I mean, Ben Rama is getting in. Rama, but... Ben Rama is getting into really good spaces, but then it's mm. just coming down to the end product. So disappointing. <sighs> yeah, first one big chance right at Emmy Martinez. Had another one where he dangles. And the shot was saved by Martinez, but, mm -hmm. you know, like you're saying, good spots, final product, not quite good enough, the passing or shooting. Um, he just started, like, popping long shots, and then the 84th minute, obviously, had that volley, which he just took a little too long on, couldn't settle for him, and it was blocked by Young. Mm -hmm. Big chance to get the win there. Yeah. Yeah, and then the chance at the end to ran from a corner... Shot straight at Ariola finishes 1-1. Villa, I thought, were the better side for kind of the second half of the second half, but didn't create much in terms of chances. Overall, I think I think the draw was a fair result. Yeah, I would say so. If anything, you know, maybe if the chances photos anyone else other than Ben Rama, you would have had a little more sympathy for West Ham, but hey, what are you going to do? Yeah. Good prediction from Hank. Moving on to the next game. Uh, Newcastle versus Wolves. Clip, clip that. Hank is Hank's a genius. Although I don't think I got this one right. I think I called a goal a straw, so I was wrong on this one. But I don't remember. I, think what you I, called called the, this one. I remember you called the Newcastle win, but I think you called like 3 0 or 3 0 yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, pretty even start to the game, kind of some back and forth action, a little end to end action, keeping it interesting. Wolves and Newcastle, two teams that don't mind getting into a little bit of a foot race. I I like how Wolves actually held the ball more than Newcastle in this game. That was, was a little bit surprising. Yeah, I didn't expect it away from home. Not mm -hmm. bad. Um, no Wolves. Uh, we'll get into it, but definitely easily could have got a draw out of this to say the least yeah absolutely. deserved if if you will yeah first chance of the game nick pope nearly disaster class yeah after that, getting the ball what taken is going off on with him. him he's what been shaken yeah the he, he touched the ball on the <laughs> box and he's ever since then he's like lost his skull Whatever happened that, like, split second before he touched the ball. <laughs> Ever since then, he's been shook. Almost. He's making a very, very strong case for uh, Aaron Ramsdale to be the number two. Yeah. yeah. He's, maybe he just likes Aaron Ramsdale a lot. And he's like, okay, you deserve to be number two. Maybe. I don't deserve number two. Maybe. Yeah. There was some contact on that one, too. Looked like Jimenez was kind of... Looking for the contact. Nothing, Kevin. The revived Raul. Yes. That's what we call him around these parts. Actually played pretty well this game. Again, I I think that it was a Jedi mind trick by Lopetegui to play uh, Diego Costa <laughs> and say, hey, look how bad this guy's. Now look at Raul Jimenez. See, we don't need a new striker. We just need to get a bunch of guys that pass. Yes. <laughs> Newcastle get the opening goal just six minutes later. Through Isak after a free kick from distance from Trippier. Really nicely done there. 
uh, Isak could stay healthy. Yeah, Isak was looking really nice. Um, kept getting in behind, had some nice dangle moves. Uh, he just kind of looked the like source. the center center point of the attack for Newcastle. Yep, gonna agree more. Uh, Newcastle really putting the pressure on Wolves in the box. Bruno G had a chance that hit the bar from the corner from mm -hmm. close range. But Wolves had a chance kind of out of nowhere. 39th minute, Podence going down, has a little snapshot, hit off the post and out. Goes into yeah. halftime, 1-0. Yeah, second half, uh, kind of coming out a little back and forth between the sides, but definitely uh, Wolves kind of working their way back into it. Mm -hmm. um, creating some chances. Uh, and then, really, you know, massive substitution changes uh, by both sides, and then really out of nothing. Um, Huang He Chan. There's like a mini little collision. Pope's like on the ground, scrambled, and the ball popped to Chan. Doesn't get hurt while scoring <laughs> somehow, some way, and it's one to one. A true miracle, bad mistake from Trippier and Pope. There's some miscommunication allowing Wolves to get back into the game. I thought, uh, I thought Pedro Neto looked pretty good after getting subbed on. Well, he's your guy, he always has been. Oh, yeah, he's going to Arsenal. That's Ars sure. I was gonna say Arsenal 60 mil. <laughs> He's worth at least three Leo Trossards. But speaking of making an impact off of the bench, this time it's Miguel Almiron. Mm. First time he's been on the bench to start the game for a while, but gets Maybe left open. Almiron. The Wolves' defense, they just fall asleep, leave him open, gets the ball, and scores with a shot that takes quite a big deflection. Yeah. To secure the three points for Wolves, or for for, uh, for Newcastle. <laughs> he shot in his own net. Um. Yeah, pretty tough result for Wolves that Newcastle didn't play all particularly well. But this is a result that New, uh, Newcastle kind of needed to kind of boost their mm -hmm. morale. Uh, we talked about it last pod. They've been drawing way too much, too many drop points yet. Here they are, and they got a fixture already coming up tomorrow, Friday the 17th, uh, against Forest that they're going to have to be be up for as that's on the road. But Wolves, I still like what I'm seeing out of them. I Would you say of the teams towards the bottom, they're about as close to a lock as possible for staying up? Yeah, I feel much better with Wolves under Lopetegui. They're just a lot more solid defensively. Um Offensively, there's still some work to be done, but I think mm -hmm. there's signs of improvement there. Yeah, I mean they're four point or three points from safety, um, like a or well, uh, from relegation rather, um, tied with Crystal Palace. I mean, I feel better than them. I feel better about Wolves than Palace, Forest, Everton, Leicester, West Ham, Bournemouth, Leeds, Southampton. Yeah, I think the thing about Wolves is they're not playing the most amazing but they're pretty consistent and I think a lot of those teams lack any real consistency 
And I think that'll just set them apart. Also, I'm here for the fact that you are all in on Adama Traore and he'll do nothing the rest of the year now that you advocated for him. Absolutely. <laughs> He's just gonna just to shun you. I'm all in. Get my Traore kit. Get my oh, yeah. synthol and oil. Did you know that Wolves have a third kit this year? It's like a white silver kit. Um, no, I don't think so. I didn't know that until a couple days ago. Maybe I do. Well, they, yeah. well, first off, they wear their home kit like every game. And every then, like, game. one out of like five games, they'll wear that terrible green kit. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, man, put that away. Yeah, where'd that come from? That's their away kit, and it needs to be put away. Um, Moving on, got your team Brighton. A little rebound against Crystal Palace. Now this heat really heats up for Patrick Vieira. Yeah, this was a, a surprising game. Coming into this one, Crystal Palace... No senior goalkeeper fit. Joe Whitworth. Joe Whitworth, the young lad, the 19-year-old coming in. Massive Palace fan. Big moment for him to come in. And you know Big what? Four one. Palace actually started the game off really well. Wilfred Zaha looked like he said, I am going to refund the Saudi money check. Saudi money be damned. <laughs> and now I'm going to start playing. Um... Had an early shot, forcing Jason Steele into a save at the near post. Another couple chances. Edward header just goes wide. And then Olise has a shot saved by Jason Steele after he got in behind. Really great start from Palace. Good to see some attacking threat finally. It, it was kind of shocking to see. I don't know where it came from, but it looked good. But it was Brighton. Who got the first goal against the run of play? Quick build up leads to a great strike. Solly March in March finds mm. the back of the net. One now. Brighton take the lead. They looked better after the goal. They controlled the game a bit more. Palace didn't have as many chances going forward, but they weren't really creating too much, just more so controlling the game. Um, some interesting notes before halftime. Joachim Anderson had a chance to go wide from a free kick. And then Ducore somehow avoiding a second yellow he card twice. Yes, he he wanted the red card. Uh, but Peter Banks just absolutely refused to give the second yellow card. And there were two separate opportunities where he could have got sent off. But somehow it didn't. Goes into halftime 1-0. Patrick Vieira sees the writing on the wall. He says, we got to see about Ducore before he gets a second yellow. <laughs> uh, Whitworth makes a nice kick save on this Stubinan. He held his own in the game. Came up with some nice saves. Looked confident. Uh, good, good outing for the young lad. Good to see for him. There you go. Um, Jeff Schlupp had a chance rolls wide and then uh, a couple chances for McAllister again showing that it, he is not a clutch goal scorer Whitworth coming up with a, a massive save on a, a really nice header from McAllister actually and then a chance for McAllister to seal all three points but his shot goes just wide. 
some last minute pandemonium, pandemonium as there's a miscommunication at the back between Jason Steele and Adam Webster. The ball nearly falls to Palace with an empty net, but they fail to capitalize on the opportunity. Finishes 1-0. Brighton walk away with all three points. Palace, yet another loss, yet another game where they couldn't score. But overall, it was a much better performance. He just to tone it to uh, IU not being out there. 100%. Finally, they don't start IU, and they play better. Uh, finally. Finally. Crystal Palace don't start Jordan Ayew. And they look so much better. better. My eyes do not hurt like they have before. Yes, exactly. Now, Palace can finally make the push to stay up. That they Jonathan, Jonathan Morley, folks. <laughs> Jonathan Morley, Palace, Jonathan Morley. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't feel great about Palace right now. They'll win one. I don't know who it'll be against. I'd have to look at their run of forms. Actually, I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to pull it up. I'll pull it up for fun. We're just going to give a prediction. I'm going to run through the teams they play. Stop me when it's a win, okay? Mm -hmm. Arsenal. I think is this... That's away. Okay, so Arsenal away. Leicester home. Leeds away. Stop. So you think they... They could be okay. Leeds. Leeds, okay. That makes sense. They could even be Leicester, to be honest. That's what I was going to say. I, I was surprised that you let me go again. But, um, yeah, I think Palace will turn around here soon enough. Even though I just said I have no faith in them. Moving on. Last game of the week. Southampton-Brentford. A fairly, fairly boring game. Brentford controlled the pace early on, kind of taking the sting out of it for Southampton, but Southampton really looking to counterattack, but once again, not very great. Their best chance was a James Ward-Prowse shoss that almost went in. Um, we need more shosses. I feel like this true. season has been shoss deficient. <laughs> not shoshless, but shoss deficient, yes. Yes. Um, goal cleared off the line by Southampton and then proceed to go down and create a good chance, but me with a mad scramble blocks the chance. Um, Brentford off a corner routine. Corner goes a little short. Norgard header flicked on back post. Ivan Tony there. The number nine scores. Makes it 1-0. Um, Chuck Charlie Alcatraz has a chance that he blasts high. I feel like he might be Southampton's second best player, and I've he's been there for like six weeks, it feels like. I feel like he's kind of slipping into a bit of the Brogia role of last season. Yeah, but he's, I mean, he's a midfielder, which is weird. He's like a, I don't know. He's not like a guy that they've had recently. He's almost somewhat like a, really poor man's Kovacic kind of thing, but he might even go more forward than Kovacic at times. Yeah, he gets forward quite a bit. Um, Southampton get more into the game, but the crossing is honest is just so bad out of them. I, I, El Nueces should not, he should not be on the field. I don't know what they're doing. 
Yeah. Get that guy out of town. Halftime, 1-0 Brentford. Second half, David Raya show out here. Huge save. Absolutely stonewalls. A clear-cut chance from inside the six-yard box on Southampton. Um, it was pretty funny. Brentford just sat back, like, the entire half. They're like, go ahead. Knock yourselves out, Southampton. We're going to just play defense. Um, and we had a borderline leg breaker from Lafayette and Norgard. That was... That was absolutely brutal. The way he caught him, it if Norgard was if it caught a little more of the front, uh or, or rather if it caught a little more of the side than the front, mm-hmm. I, I genuinely think his leg was about to snap in half. Absolutely brutal. Not sent off. Very odd. Um But Brentford C and out, one nil, back to their winning ways. Maybe they can get another streak of thirteen going. As far as Southampton, your game in hand is now gone. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, are you ready for the next week? Let's do it. Are we, are we ready for the, is the next week? I only got let's seven games. Uh, a bit of a weird one, seven games. Let's, let's do it. I had 12 this week, seven this, this one. Seven, and it sucks because there's a Friday game and there's one Sunday game. Yeah. Like, that's terrible. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. So first game, you mentioned it earlier. Forest versus Newcastle at Forest. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. This um, one's, uh... I don't know. It's not I'm as feeling kind of good about for... Forest. About yeah, it. I was going to say, I'm, uh, Forest is down. They really pent up uh, all their good form for their home games anyways. They're just like, uh, yeah. let's not waste any energy on the road, guys. Exactly. It's worthless. We'll punt this one. Um, Newcastle coming off another win. They're going to have to build on it. We've seen Newcastle on the road lately just not look all that impressive at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly going back to the uh, Bournemouth game where, you know, kind of let Bournemouth do what they wanted to do at times. We're susceptible to the attack. It's hard to say Newcastle's going to draw, but I, I feel like it's that's the favorite result if you had to pick one. It'd probably be like 30% Newcastle win, 25% Forest win, and then like 45% chance that uh, it's a draw, right? I'm, I'm thinking 1-1. One, one. Yeah. I think I'm right there with you. I'm going to go 1-1 one, one as well. Yeah. Um, Villa Bournemouth. This one's at Villa Park. Villa haven't been playing all that bad lately, but I don't know. Bournemouth are impressing me. Yeah, I kind of yeah, like their are. good play. Here we are. They just beat Liverpool. It's definitely time for a drop off in form, right? It's got to be. They reel you in. Once you start buying yeah, into the Bournemouth stock, they drop seven in a row. Then O'Neill's like, hey, how about this? We just get absolutely embarrassed by Villa somehow. How about we go up 2-0 and then concede three in a row to lose? I'm going to go with, just for main value, I'm going to go with a hectic game. We're going to go 3-2 to two Villa. I'm going to go 2-2. Uh, two two. All right. 2-2. Two 2-2. Two. Two two. Brentford, Leicester at the Georgia Tech Community Stadium. Brentford has never beat Leicester. 
Interesting fact. How many times did they play? Um, like four. Three. Just the no three. Well, this will be the fourth. Okay. They lost at Brentford last year, two to one. They lost at Leicester, two to one. And then earlier this year, they had a two-two draw. Um. Yeah, because this was this was a opening day match, I believe, and it was Leicester was up two nil. Yeah, uh, you blew it. Yeah, Tony in the sixty-second minute, and then Josh De Silva walked up and just did a banger. Um. Yeah, I don't feel great about Leicester right now, Mm. mainly because they're just like, let's roll with the attack only. Nothing else matters. Yeah, now they don't have Wood Frost for this one, so I don't know how they're going to line up. Oh, yeah, she Probably back to the back. back four. Yeah. No, 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 Sam, no. Yannick Vestergaard will be in the game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This is kind of one of those situations is it like where Leicester, you start losing faith and then they just drop like a 4-1 or something on you and like... No. You don't expect it. I just don't against Brentford. Like I could see Leicester put up a goal or two this game, but I I don't see them winning. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go two one Brentford. I'm I'm just gonna go with the surprise two nil Leicester. I don't think Brentford okay. have been playing all that great. Uh, Southampton Tottenham. This feels like a game that'll just be so awful to watch, and somehow ends up like one nil Tottenham off like a paint penalty or something. Yeah, I'm going to say Or like a Pedro two. Poro. Terrible goal. Hey, remember Tottenham signed that Dejuma guy? And then he scored like right away to start, and then he like hasn't played since? No, I... I who? Literally who? Dejuma. Montezuma? Danjuma, the guy they uh, got from Villarreal. He was going to Everton, and then they hijacked him. Oh, I, I yeah. completely forgot he, about that. He literally that scored like two goals like their first game. It was like an FA Cup game, and then like he hasn't played since. <laughs> it was like, so it was the point of getting this guy. You're never going to play him. And he wasn't even that bad when he played. Um, I'm going to say a. I'll say they get a draw, Southampton. I'm going to go 1 1. All right. Wolves leads. It's a big one for both teams, I think. This is a big one for your sanity because you yeah. definitely want and need Wolves to win. <laughs> if Wolves don't win it's, this, I'm going to just really... You might be out again. <laughs> um, Yeah, I might, might be out on them. But I think they'll win. I think it'll they be... They won the last two matches between the sides because they last year it was really the downfall of Wolves. So if they're up 2-0 and then they blew mm. the lead entirely... Uh, and Ailing had that winner. Yeah. And then earlier this year, I it, it was another opening day game. Rodrigo uh, scored, and then they got the Aitnuri own goal. Yeah, I remember this game last year with Jesse Marsh kind of leading the charge for Leeds. Yeah, marching on. When they um, went down a man. I'm going to say Wolves get a win. Wait, it's at the Molyneux? Yes. I'll say 1-0. I'm going to say 2-1. I'm going to say Podent scores. I like that. Uh, Chelsea Everton. Sam's game of the week. Sam's official game of the week. Oh, yeah. Oh, fantastic game. At the bridge. Um, this is, you know, Dice, Dice Masterclass. But for Chelsea, good thing, you know, Everton can't win too many in a row, right? No. So them to get a win against Brentford, Chelsea have to be like, oh, 
Finally, Everton Finally. have won a game, and now they surely cannot win again for three more games. But the question is, can Chelsea win games in a row the same uh, as... Who who can uh, win games in a row? Can Chelsea or can Everton? Yeah, it's truly the, the, the battle of who can get an actual win streak going. Yeah. This feels like a game that's going to be terrible, and something dumb's really going to happen against Everton, whether it's a referee decision... Or Everton just like it's some random guy on Everton like uh, Mikalenko or like if they play Michael Keane he'll just have like an own goal in like the 80th minute and you're like oh my god yeah and Chelsea like won't deserve it, but they win somehow I'm gonna go with a uh, a one nil Chelsea victory I'm gonna say four nil Chelsea oh, okay <laughs> oh my gosh you believe in the attack that much yep you think that Kai Havertz has been officially unlocked what about your guy Pulisic What's going on with him? He's too busy smack-talking Gio Reyna's parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it. It's, it's hilarious. I just... I think all the fans are really disappointed that you kind of left the Chelsea bandwagon just because they stopped playing Lewis Hall. Yeah, bring him back into the team. Come on. And and Aubameyang. Yeah. yeah. Once they stop playing those two, like I'm out on them, and now they're playing better somehow. I don't know how after dropping those two guys. Who could have thought that playing legitimate players leads to results? <laughs> Not uh, me. Arsenal, Crystal Palace. Could this be the end for Vieira? That would sting, wouldn't it? Yeah, At against Arsenal. Yeah, I could see like a four nil, but I could also see Palace just like really giving it to Arsenal. Arsenal did Back go then, and Arsenal being like, oh really? This is when Palace plays well. Arsenal did go to extra time today, lost in penalties, some injuries coming out of that game. Who got say, hurt? I didn't, I didn't uh Tomiyasu, uh no, Zinchenko, well, Saliba, Trossard, some possible. Half your team get hurt? How's yeah, that happen? Possibly. You know, was Casemiro and uh, Lavi <laughs> playing for Sporting Portugal? Sporting, <laughs> they are a physical group of lads, that's for sure. Uh, I'll say Arsenal win, but I don't think it'll be a pounce or a, an absolute drubbing. I'll probably say a 2-0 uh, victory for them. I'm going to say a 1-0 victory for Arsenal. Vieira gets I the sack. He jinxed it. He sure I did say it. that I was going to stop predicting Arsenal games. You can't do that. That's impossible. The integrity of the podcast would be on the line. Yeah. I guess so. Which it's not now. It's definitely not. I'll have to jinx Arsenal so that they don't win a title just for the integrity of the podcast. Right. What's your prediction for this week before we before we go? My prediction for this week is I think uh I think John Duran is gonna score for Villa. I was really, really hoping you were gonna say John Joe Shelby scores for Nottingham Forest tomorrow against Newcastle. Ooh, dude, that'd I be a spicy one. I said John, I was like John Joe Shelby against Newcastle. <laughs> that would have been the ultimate. John Duran. Okay. Come on, that's okay, a pretty good did, one. He hit he hit that rocket. A few weeks ago, I hit the bar, and then last week he was the guy who almost had the tap in at the death, but it's right at yeah. uh, Ariola. So yeah, all right. 
that will wrap things up on this episode of the Premiership Perusa Podcast. Until next time. Adios. Goodbye. Peace and peace.